0: All right. Week 16 is in the books along with Christmas. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, I have no idea what anybody listening to me celebrates. If you're Jewish and you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. Um, I just know I celebrate Christmas. I had a pretty good Christmas, which is also why I would like to apologize for missing last week's episode. I got tied up with work and Christmas, well, the Christmas week, and before I knew it, I had run out of time for my podcast, so I missed last week's episode, and I apologize, which last week's episode would have been a pretty awesome one because the Lions beat the Cardinals the week prior, but we're still going to touch on that. Um, that would probably be the only game I touch on from the week before Christmas. But everything else I'll touch on week 16, and what's coming up as we start approaching the playoffs. But I digress. Anyways, welcome to another episode of The Butcher's Cut. I am your host, The Butcher. All right, let's start things off, and we'll go over week 16, and then as as we move on, I will go ahead and touch on the fantasy football playoffs I'll touch on the Lions games because I definitely want to talk about that win against the Cardinals and I want to talk about uh, the game last week against the Falcons and I'll touch on what's what we have to look forward to in the next couple, next coming weeks for the Lions and the NFL and you know all the all the good stuff I usually go over so all right uh, starting off. Two days before Christmas on Thursday, we had the Titans and the 49ers, and the Titans squeaked out a win there, 20 to 17, which they have finally started to look a little bit better. They've had a Titans have had a couple of rough games this season, and anybody that's got Ryan Tannehill as their fantasy football quarterback, it's it's been a rough year for him. So hopefully, you had a better backup quarterback like I did. Well, actually, Tannehill ended up being my backup quarterback because Justin Herbert ended up being my uh, go-to guy. All right, then moving on, we had two games on Christmas Day. We had the Browns at the Packers, and while I would have loved to see the Browns beat the Packers, they lost 24-22. to um, It was a good game, though. I watched most of it, and the, the Browns definitely played pretty good except for... Baker Mayfield, I mean, he had a couple interceptions, and that's uh well, he, he had four interceptions, I believe, and so turn ball over that many times. They're lucky they only lost by two. Um then you had the Colts at the Cardinals. Colts ended up coming away with a win there, twenty-two sixteen. So that is now two games in a row that the Cardinals lost. Uh they are they were 10 and 3 a couple weeks ago. Now they are 10 and 5. And while I believe their playoff hopes are still alive, they are starting to slim out, slim down. All right. Day after Christmas, you had the Lions lose to the Falcons 20 to 16. I will go over that game here in a little bit. Uh, the Bengals destroyed the Ravens 41-21. That was a nice little divisional game. Uh, Joe Burrow had 525 yards. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. It was a it says it was a franchise re- franchise breaking record. Franchise sorry franchise record breaking 525 yard passing game. All right. Uh, then you had the Rams hand the Vikings a loss, 30 to 23. Go Matthew Stafford. So I'm pretty sure the the Rams have officially made it into the playoffs, which. Is good. Stafford's got to love that feeling because he's only had that feeling one time with the Lions. And so I'm really, I'm really rooting for him to make it to the Super Bowl. I, and the Rams are good enough. I think they can make it to the Super Bowl. I want to see him, you know, what, at this rate, I want to see him get his first playoff win because he has not had one his entire NFL career. And I want to see him just, I want to see him get a playoff win and go to the Super Bowl. That's, that's what I want to see for him. I want to see it pay off because he deserves it. This guy is. He seems like one of the nicest guys in the NFL, and he I know him and his wife do a lot of charity work. He's gone through a lot of stuff with his wife with her having cancer and her fighting back through it, and they've got, I think, three little kids, and so it's just its kind of inspiring what he's gone through, especially all of the stuff that he dealt with in Detroit, and so this guy really deserves a Super Bowl ring. All right. Moving on, <clears throat> at the Bills beating the Patriots 33-21, it's always a good day when the Patriots lose. Uh the Jets pulled out a win on the Jaguars, which let's be honest, Jaguars are not great. Uh they currently have the first pick ahead of the Lions right now, but I mean there's still 2 weeks left. Jaguars win one or two games, Lions lose this next week and then hopefully beat the Packers when I go watch them. Uh And it'll turn it around. But you know what? The Lions can still do a lot with the number two pick. I'm not mad. I'll touch on that when I get into the Lions segment of this episode. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the Eagles destroyed the Giants 34-10, but it's not a big surprise. The Giants are pretty terrible this year. Sorry for all my Giants fans out there, but you know it, I know it, the Giants are just... I mean, yeah, I don't have a lot of room to talk because the Lions are 2-12, but the Lions keep fighting every week. Um, the Buccaneers stomp the Panthers 32-6. to Cam Newton has definitely... He may be back with the Panthers, but he is not the same Cam Newton that he was when he played with them originally. Uh, then you got the Texans... Handing it to the Chargers, 41-29, which is kind of surprising. Considering the fact that Texans have been hit or miss this year, more more missed than hit. And Chargers have looked really good. Justin Herbert just was not having a good year. Or a good, sorry, he's been having a good year. He did not have a good day. Um, which kind of works in my favor because I was out of the playoffs, so I didn't have to didn't have to have any heartbreak there on him having a horrible game and me losing in the championship of the playoffs. Uh, then you got the Bears squeaking out a win against the Seahawks, 25-24, when they uh, they did a two-point conversion at the end of the game on their last touchdown to squeak out that win. So that's – it works for the Bears, but I think it was two or three weeks – either two weeks in a row or – Uh, yeah, I think it was two weeks in a row that the, the Ravens tried that same thing and they came up empty both times. Uh, the Chiefs stomped the Steelers 36 to 10, which looks more like the Chiefs and a lot less like the Steelers. Steelers have just not been very good the last couple of years, which is disappointing. I think they can still make the playoffs if they win their last two games, but I'm not sure. I'll have to look and see what the playoff race looks like. Um... Raiders beat the Broncos 17 to 13 and the Broncos are still hoping for a win too cuz I think they have to they might be out of the playoffs now too. Cowboys on Sunday night and I couldn't believe this when I checked it cuz at one point I checked it and the Cowboys are up 56 to 7 over Washington football team and they finished 56 to 14 and so uh that's that's just A sad, sad loss for the Washington football team. It's a testament to what the Cowboys can do. I mean, Dak Prescott was 28 for 39, 330 yards and four touchdowns. So that's, I don't know, that's the highest score I think I've seen this season and probably be the highest score we see the rest of the season. Um, and then Monday night football topped or finished off with the Dolphins beating the Saints 20 to 3. And then the Saints have been hit or miss this year, too. Dolphins have they've come away with some uh, pretty interesting wins. We'll see where they're standing in the, the playoffs too when I get to it. But that does it for your week 16 scores. All right, before I go any further, I just I don't know why I didn't mention it before, but uh I want to say uh one thing that if you hadn't heard already um, legendary football coach and namesake for the Madden football games passed away yesterday at the age of 85 um, apparently it was unexpected it happened in the morning but he I mean, John Madden's an NFL legend I mean even if you even if you're not a football fan I'm sure you've heard of John Madden so uh, yeah it's just a uh, it's a sad sad loss for the world of football right now, the world of NFL. So he he seemed like a pretty awesome guy. He had, he's had different movie appearances. I think he popped up in a couple T V shows. He's had numerous games. I mean, dating all the way back to I think the Super Nintendo, maybe even the regular Nintendo and and Sega Genesis. I mean, he's had multiple games. So yeah, it's just it's a sad passing. So uh, rest in peace, John Madden, and hopefully you're up there with other announcers and commenting on, on, every, on every NFL game you get to watch from, from inside the pearly gates. So, All right, moving right along, we'll uh, touch on fantasy football. Now, most people I know, the uh, weeks came to an end. You should have had the – your fantasy football championships. If not, you still have one more week left. You're still in it. Right on. Sorry. <clears throat> a little afternoon uh, tiredness, but right on. If you're still in it, if you got one more week to go, good luck to you. Um, and everybody else, it was good. Hope you had a good season. If not, it's hope you learned some stuff and you're, you uh, reflect and review and Get ready for next season for fantasy football because before you it'll be on us before you know it. so but uh, the those of you that are still in it, good luck. hope you win some money if not, hope you win some awesome bragging rights and for anybody that's in a league where the uh, ultimate loser has to do something stupid or wear a stupid costume, I feel bad for you, but hopefully that'll be your motivation to do better next year. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the Lions. All right, so we'll start with the game against the Cardinals. And what a fantastic game that was. I mean, we came out and we just punched them in the face from the get-go. I mean, yeah, the first First time we scored was a field goal, but, I mean, we just kept coming. The defense would not let Kyler Murray get settled, would not let him get into a rhythm, and that's beautiful. I love it. That's that's what our defense has to do. That's what our defense is supposed to do. I mean, we had, I think we had at least three or four sacks that game. We had a couple more quarterback hits. He threw at least two interceptions. We had a fumble recovery. I mean, we were all over him. It was just outstanding it's the best I've seen our defense play and I called it the on my last episode because I in my segment the butcher's pick if you recall if you listen to it I said that I was going to pick the Lions because we have a tendency every season for the last I don't know how many years we have a tendency to lose to the teams we should beat and beat the teams we should lose to. And we had not had that happen this year. And so I predicted it, and I feel good about that win, that pick, that win. So, yep, we came out. We were ready to go. I'm definitely seeing some improvements in Dan Campbell and his Play calling. I mean, I like the fact that he's come out and he's the new play caller. I like that these guys are stepping up. I mean, our offensive line looks fantastic. I mean, we're, we're coming out there every week now with backup guys and rookies and like third string guys. And these guys are stepping up. And I mean, what other team in the NFL right now that do you know that's two twelve and one or... 3 and 11 or was 3 and 11 or whatever and they're coming out and they're still fighting every single game this late in the season. We don't have anything to play for except pride right now, but they're still coming out and they're playing for pride. They're they're coming out and they were they are putting their putting everything on the line to show this coach that they are fighters and they are winners and I'm loving it cuz Yes. People are like, well, the Lions lost their they won, so now they don't hit the first round pick. Okay, you know what? I don't care. We have two first round picks next year. So yeah, the having the actual first pick in the draft might have helped us. But the second pick is just gonna is gonna be just as good. And it doesn't matter what happens. We could still win two more games and get end up getting the fourth pick. But you know what? I don't care because we're still going to get two good draft picks out of the first round. And this right here tells me that this team is not willing to quit. They are putting together a winning mentality. They're coming out coming out every week and they're trying to win and they're trying to, to smash their opponents and they're trying to prove that there's something good going on in Detroit and they're ready to show it. And I'm telling you right now, they keep this mentality up through the off season, through training camp, and into the preseason next year. And I said at the beginning of the season, I'll say it again. We keep this mentality up. The Lions are going to be contenders next year. You mark my words. Depending on, I'm hoping that we can get some good offseason transition or uh, acquisitions. I'm hoping that we can, they can figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go. I do have a feeling that uh, that's one of my Buddy's pointed out, we may be losing an offensive coordinator in the uh, offseason. But that's just simply because Dan Campbell has taken over the play calling duties. But we'll see what happens there. Um, but I am excited to see what happens with this team over the next six months. Because I have a feeling it's going to be pretty interesting. Um Jared Goff has finally started like it took him a little longer than I would have liked, it took a little longer than I thought, but he has finally started like coming into his own in Detroit. Um, he's starting to look like the Jared Goff that played in LA, which is great. Uh DeAndre Swift, at this rate, I know I, I want him back because he's he's fun to watch, but at this rate, might as well just let him sit out the last two games, let him get fully healed so he's back 100% next season. Jamal Williams has stepped up really good. Um, I don't know if they'll keep him or not. It's I would like him to, but if they don't, I feel like Craig Reynolds is a great supporter for running behind DeAndre Swift because if you have not been paying attention to the Lions game over the last couple weeks and you have not paid attention to Craig Reynolds, you are missing out. This guy is amazing. I mean, this guy came out in the preseason, and they literally – preseason game was on Friday. They called him Thursday. He was on his couch, and they said, hey, we want you to come in. We need you to play. And he goes, okay, right on. Ninety, like 95% of the players didn't know who this guy was. Until he walked onto the field like to practice with them. I mean, he reviewed the playbooks and stuff. And he in the preseason game, he came out of the gates out of nowhere. And just like he had one or two touchdowns. And so this dude is a monster when he runs. And he's, he's obviously come to play because this dude's been on the practice squad the entire season after coming in for that one preseason game. And then he comes in a couple weeks ago to fill in for... We had DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams out. And this dude, he was running all over Arizona. I mean, there's a dude that come off the practice squad and was like, yo, check me out. So, I mean, you got to love the enthusiasm of players like that. I mean, it's not about the money for them. It's not about the fame. It's about loving the game and coming to play. And I, it's. That's the mentality that they're they're bringing in Detroit and I love it. It's beautiful. It's the underdog. we love the game. We will not be denied mentality and I'm telling you it's gonna I hope it transfers into the next season. It's gonna be awesome. All right, so yep, we beat the Cardinals it was the biggest upset um, in NFL history for since like the 70s. Because there hasn't been a the worst team in the league. Hasn't beat the best team in the league since like 1970-something. I can't remember what the actual date was. But it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. I felt pretty good about that. But moving on. We'll go we'll, Let's move on to the game against the Falcons. Was another good game. We just could not pull out the win. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was not a fan of Tim Boyle against Cleveland, he just didn't look very good. And we're us being stuck with him again because Jared Goff was on the COVID-19 list. It does suck. But I got to say, I I'm impressed with Tim. I've been a little more impressed if he hadn't made the uh, mistake at the end of the game and through the interception when we're trying to win. However, throughout the other, throughout the entire game up until that point he looked rock solid i mean at one point this dude was like 7 for 7 for like 85 yards and was just doing phenomenal i mean he obviously learned something from aaron rodgers i didn't show it 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 really didn't show it in the cleveland game and i got to take into account when he came into the cleveland game it was he been Off all season with that thumb injury and the thumb surgery hadn't really handled a football and then he has to come back in you know practice with the first team real quick and try and get his reps in and so it's I could have cut a little cut him a little bit of slack and I didn't because I was just irritated that like you're you spent a couple years behind Aaron Rodgers you should know this stuff but it's different I mean it's different when you've You've been injured, and you're trying to come back, and you're trying to step up when you never started. But I'm going to give him credit. He did – I thought he did a fantastic job against the Falcons. Our offensive line did a good job against the Falcons again. um, Our defense did a pretty good job against the Falcons. They just – it got away from us a little bit, and Tim Boyle ended up throwing an interception towards the end of the game. But it's stuff to work on. It's stuff for Tim Boyle to work on. And he could be a pretty good backup quarterback if, if golf goes down again. So we just have to hope that he keeps working on what he's working on and uh, making sure that he's good to go. So and we just it'll be very interesting to see where the rest of the season takes us. It'll be very interesting to see what happens in the off season. I'm excited to see what the Lions do in the offseason because I have a feeling that we are coming out. We are surprising some of these teams now because they're like, how, where, why do they still have the energy? Why, are, why do they still have the fight? Being two, twelve, and one. I mean, most teams just roll over and die, but we are still fighting tooth and nail to to get those wins, and I love it. So we'll uh, have to see what happens there. But all right, let's go ahead and talk about the. Upcoming couple weeks and the playoff picture. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the playoffs. All right, so in the AFC, the Chiefs currently right now are the only team that has clinched a playoff spot. Team still in the hunt, you got the Titans, the Bengals, the Bills, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Now... The Titans play the Dolphins, so that's going to be basically got a good feeling. Got a feeling that the Dolphins win that. They still have to win one more to to make it. If the Titans win that, they're probably pretty much in. Uh, If the Bengals can end up beating the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are already in. the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I'd imagine the Bengals are probably going to be in it too. The Bills should beat the Falcons. That's going to be, I mean, most of these teams are going to be, it's going to be a hard-fought kind of uh, win there. Colts Colts play the Raiders. Patriots play the Jaguars. So I would love to see the Jaguars knock the Patriots out of it and uh, upset them. So right now I'm thinking that, the Titans, Bengals, and the Bills, if they all win, they're probably just going to automatically clinch a spot. But we'll see. Um, on the AFC, in the bubble, uh, you got the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Broncos. So I think that any of these teams, if they lose, they're done. And it might even come down to if they win, and somebody else loses or somebody else wins, they might still be done. So it'll be a very interesting week this next week. Um, in the NFC, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals have all clinched a playoff spot. Okay, so the Cardinals actually have clinched a playoff spot. Um, the Buccaneers clinched their division along with the Cowboys and the Packers. Well, there's no surprise there. Packers didn't really have any competition in our division this year. Closest one was the Vikings, and even they, they were they're 7 and 8. Uh, In the hunt in the NFC, got the Niners and the Eagles. And then on the bubble, you got the Vikings, the Falcons, the Saints, and Washington still. So Washington football team can still make it. Same with the Saints. So it's going to be a very... I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of shakeups and a lot of crazy stuff going on this week when when the playoffs actually, uh, or before the playoffs start, when these next games, next week's games finish up. Uh, eliminated are the Jaguars. We knew that. The Lions, obviously. The Texans, the Giants, the Jets. They're all 4-11, of course. Seahawks are eliminated. Bears are eliminated. Panthers are eliminated. Those are 5-10. and 10. Which is fine. It's, it's whatever. That's, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's nice that some of this stuff is a little bit different this year. You're kind of tired of seeing the same old teams in the playoffs. So, moving right along. Let's go ahead and move on to the Butcher's Pick. Alright. So, let's let's make this interesting because there's going to be some good... Let's let's look at some good uh playoff scenarios. All right, so Colts and the Raiders. Well, that might be an easy one. i to give that one to the Colts. You know what? Just because I want to see them lose, let's let's do the Jaguars over the Patriots. I would love to see the Jaguars play upset to it. Not to mention I'd love to see the Lions kind of slide back into the first spot there. Um not saying that's necessarily a guaranteed win because the Jaguars have been pretty crappy this year. And with them being without a head coach, well, but I mean stranger things have happened. Um, we'll say Washington beats the Eagles and they get themselves a win and move up a little bit towards being in the hunt for playoff spot. A win will not necessarily guarantee they get in the playoffs, but let's say let's say they beat the Eagles and gives them a better chance. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Chargers over the Broncos cause I would like to see Justin Herbert and the Chargers do a little bit better. And then last game of the week for Butcher's pick. Let's go with the Steelers over the Browns on Monday Night Football because the Steelers need to come up with something, and I like would like to see them uh, pull out a win and start looking a little bit better. So we'll go Steelers over the Browns for the final Butcher's pick. So, All right, well, that just about wraps it up for this week on the Butcher's cut. As always, thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to me babble on about football. Uh, Hopefully I've been informative enough for you guys, if not enjoyable to listen to. If I'm not, I'm sorry, but feel free to leave comments or feedback any way you can. I'm trying to improve every week and get a little bit better. Uh, This is something I would like to see go on for quite a while if I can. Um, I'm still it's like I'm still got about four concrete listeners right now. Most of them in the United States, one in Australia. Still not sure if the Australian person is still listening to me, but if you are, thank you. I appreciate it. Um appreciate everybody else that keeps listening. Uh tell your friends if you you know other people that that like listening to football podcasts. Please feel free to let them know. Uh, I'm not against getting more listeners. Uh, It just would be nice. I'm trying to get it out there myself. In fact, I may actually advertise this on Facebook now. Now that I've got a good 12 episodes in. But, uh, yeah, stick with me because it's going to be an interesting ride through the playoffs. I'm going to try and keep an episode going every week through the playoffs. i got school's starting back up again here in another week or so, but still going to try and stick with these episodes. And the off season is going to be kind of interesting. I may, it's going to be, I'll still be talking about football when we get into the off season and stories will slim down a little bit. I might branch off and do just have some random episodes talking about other stuff, just inner, things I find interesting. And so we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but. As always, thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope everybody has a a happy new year if you're celebrating it. If you're not and you're celebrating something else, then hope you enjoy that. But to everyone else, have a happy new year. And the next time you hear my voice in the next episode, it will officially be the year 2022. So let's hope for a good year for everybody, uh, football players, people listening, fans. Everybody included in that, which we hopefully the uh, pandemic stuff will be soon behind us. But even if it's not, hopefully everybody has a good year. So until then, this is your host, The Butcher, and you have been listening to The Butcher's Gut.